Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes attacked and defeated a powerful Venomancer that was causing poison gas to endanger all living creatures within Zul'Garub, including the friendly trolls that the party discovered that had not fallen to Jindo's corruptive ways. We return to them now as they make their way back to Omi's hideout behind the waterfall. What will they do when they regroup? Let's find out as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Okay, so I forgot what we're trying to do. <laughs> so we just killed a uh, priest of Hethus and mm -hmm. we made it look like we made it look like the priest from the, the vampire priest from the cave had shown up right and Correct. yes so yeah. so uh, under the assumption those three bat bat pillars one of them was extinguished pretty sure that that was because of the undead troll that we killed earlier so i would be surprised if the second of those other two are also now extinguished that we killed um Hethis. as you said yeah we we made it look like he came back to the city and did this i think at this point now that we've got this ruse going we need to get the heck out of dodge but we need to get the trolls back in the cave this is their chance now to get out of the city before things probably hit the fan here. That's right. And so I'm thinking we head towards the north and go to... Pause my thought there as I, I didn't have my notes open. That is not the notes I wanted open. So we just wanted... What, remind, remind me, why did, why did we only want to kill that one? Because he was... Because the poison, the poison gases here was because of him. Ah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So the poison gas was because of him. And uh, now that there's no more poison gas around, we're not going to get more exhaustion. So we had we had to take care of that. Yep. So, that, well, then part of that also, too, was a lot of these trolls were... So the zombie trolls that are here now were normal trolls before, which right. is why our our allies in the cave were hiding out in the cave because there was no poison gas down there. So they were basically trapped in there until this was taken care of. Mm -hmm. So with that done now, we need to get out of here. But we haven't... I, I think if we, if we leave the city, we're not coming back unless we're coming back to destroy it. That's my thought right now. So if we're leaving the city, I say we need to leave to the north because there's that other cave to the north. But then we get to check and see what's up with Omi up there. Well, the first order of business is, and we had discussed this at length last time, was to get it, it unless I'm wrong, was to get, oh yeah, Omi. Oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. Omi's our, our friend back in the cave, Arn. 
Arna. We need to get up. We need to go check out and see what's up with Arna, the weaponsmith. We're pretty sure Arna's a bad guy, right? I mean, that's... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so our first order of business is go back to that cave, um, get Omi and her crew, and I, I think we had decided to bring them through the ogre cave into safety and then kind of figure out what to do from there. Like, yes, probably destroy the city, but like we don't have a lot of time. So we have to get Omi and her crew through the ogre cave, get our friends to like take care of them, I guess, you know, well, I, I'm uh, Falcus is going to kind of lean over and breathe a little heavy and just definitely holding holding some part of the body that's just like obviously hurting. I don't have much fight left in me to, to finish off to deal with anything with Arna there. If we can bring Omi and their crew up with us, I mean, having allies to deal with Arna would be my preference at this point in time. We can't wait at night. I, I, I need I need a couple days rest at least to feel any sort of recovery from from this this situation here. If we if we spend a night here, it's all heck gonna break loose. Like it, no, it's, we can't it's spend not gonna be a good here. situation. We're, the idea was to get them out of dodge. Was right, to get but us what I'm all saying out of is, dodge. What I'm saying is, let's if we could convince them to come with us north to Arna and utilize them as as allies to to face off against Arna. I mean maybe later we can't do that now well you you, you can't fight i don't <laughs> no to i don't be, think to be i don't clear, think... just, so i get that you guys are like doing the role play of like everybody's exhausted mechanically speaking you can still fight um you're at yeah. falcus is at half movement speed the two of you guys are at disadvantage on ability checks but not attack rolls and saving throws so from a mechanical standpoint you guys can do anything you'd like it's just that it's going to be a little slower going ari where are you at on this i think I don't know if Omi's... Maybe... Okay. Let's go talk with Omi. I don't know if they're going to want to stay here. The impression that I got when we were talking to them was they want to get out of the city because once we come back and they realize that the poison is gone, it may be high alert. Yes! We can't stay in the city because when all the trolls come back from the, the arena and they, and they find this this has happened... Like all all the trolls are gonna be going everywhere, looking everywhere, and we we don't that's, have that. That's why we got to take care of Arna now. We can't we can't leave the city and come back to take care of Arna later. I think we're gonna this our opportunity to to deal with Arna if we don't do it now. And like I said, I don't think we can do it alone. And that's why I wanted to see if we could at least get Omi to give us a hand with that before okay. we all escape the city and regroup. Okay, and okay, okay. Come back with a full on assault. I mean, Omi has an opinion. I think our general yes. let's just go yes. talk to Omi. Let, let's let's head on down and uh I say non-sarcastically to Falcus. Hey, uh, you need a ride? And I point to my back. You said not sarcastically? Non-sarcastically. Um, non-sarcastically. Um I will definitely utilize your shoulder. Um I don't know necessarily about a full ride, but I'll definitely utilize your shoulder for for assistance. Okay. So, so let's go back to the cave. Sure, Falcus's movement speed is thirty feet. Oh, never mind. Then I forgot that I'll, I'll start. I'll start that a couple steps and realize that I am definitely a lot slower than you two. And I'm like, I'm slowing you guys down. So then I will hop on to um, Butch's back. Uh, to so again, so to be clear, 
when it talks about you have a 30 foot movement speed, that is your how fast you can like run. run in a six second sprint in a combat scenario. So if you guys are going to walk to, you know, the spot, that's probably not too like you can get there, but like you're not going to do very much running for the rest of the day is kind of the idea. So if okay. we want to play this whole, like, you're carrying Falcus around everywhere, I love it and go for it. But I want to make it clear that you are not required to do that. That's okay. Um, I, I Falcus is suck up any kind of, I don't know where I'm looking for there, but I, I don't I don't mind taking help when I need to take it. So I don't want to hold us up and I want to make sure that we, we make a brisk walk pace back that I don't think I can keep up and maintain our speed. Okay, so Falcus's um, mounting skill starts to go up slightly the way that back in the day when you had to level up a new weapon proficiency and you would do that by finding a random jaguar in Mulgore and hit it with your axe that you couldn't hit for 50 hits and you see that number tick up slightly every once in a while. Falcus riding on Butch's back uh, learns the best way to saddle up and he's got his hands in the right spot and he's trying to make sure not to be pointy with anything and hopefully can access his bow as you guys make your way out of the cache of madness area and down into uh, the area like behind the coil um, at this point going directly to the troll cave or because there is the opportunity yet to do other exploration within uh, Zulgarub we're heading straight there right to the cave okay wanted to make sure because gotcha so you guys make your way around the section that's labeled the coil on the map. You are to the the broken bridge where you guys have ropes that are hanging from before. Let's go ahead and is there any, are we just doing the straight like rappel like we did previously, like the rope climb down to get to the cave entrance or is there any other strategy at play here? I don't think so. I mean, it wasn't a difficult, I mean, there, there is a rope. It is solid. We just rappelled. Falcus doesn't weigh anything. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go ahead just to see if there's any like falling damage involved or anything else of that nature. I want to say that the last time that we did this, I was going to say that climbing down just the wooden planks themselves that are slick with the waterfall water would have been a uh, an acrobatics check. No, excuse me, an athletics check with disadvantage. But the addition of the rope canceled that. So let's go ahead and get athletics checks from the group. And I forget what the DC was that I set for this. So let's just say it's 13 to climb down and not experience any uh, falling damage. Ari rolled a 12. <laughs> Critical fail for Butch. Okay. I would say Falcus lands on their feet with a 19. Okay. So Falcus able to make the journey uh, relatively easily. Probably, you know what I'll say? Here's how this played out. Because you rolled a 19, Butch rolled a natural one. What happens is Butch decides that his big, beefy, manly arms are going to be such that he's going to climb down with Falcus still on his back. And you end up slipping and falling. You're going to take, I want to say it was like a 20-foot drop. So let's roll. Um, okay, so it would be nine damage. However, Butch, as a fluffy boy, and you have bouncy. the bouncy yep. race feature, um, go ahead and apply four uh, bludgeoning damage from your slip and fall from that. Falcus, you landed on top <laughs> of a delightful Boing. fluffy panda bear. You are doing fine. Ari, you thought that that was the funniest thing that you'd ever seen. 
as you slip... Oh, you're actually also going to take the... Why did I roll it? It's fine. You take four damage also. It's fine. Because you slipped and fell. But now you're in a place where you can actually easily... I just think the, the comical, the like, cartoonish, area. like, falling over, and then Falcus just landing on top of Butch going, oof, like, just the ripples, <laughs> and, yeah. Well, knock the wind out of me. All right, then. Um, we are at the cave. So, uh, we head mm-hmm. in, and uh, I'll go ahead and take point. They're expecting us back, but, but I'd go ahead and let them... You know, no, before we go around the corner, I go, Hey, we're back. We're back. We're coming. Just, you know, there's guards. So, and then let's go up there and start talking to Omi. And we told her, tell her exactly what happened and who we tried to pin it on. Okay. Um, Yeah, you're right. The guards are heads up about it. They do recognize you from 20 minutes ago when they had just seen you. So it's not a big deal to get back in. You take a seat around again. They, like I say, there's mm-hmm. like a fire pit, and there's like all these people in there. And you describe everything that happened to Omi. Um, she listens very carefully, and then says, "Well, if the poison has been dispersed, it's safe enough, I think, probably for our our group to leave the cave and and go through the city to get out. If we're able to leave, then uh, you know we." I don't know exactly how we would stage a uh, any kind of a fight just on our own, but we certainly can't stay here. There's, I was gonna say, there's. I mean, there's a couple ways out of the city. Are you? Were you guys just planning of walking out the front door? We honestly didn't think you would return, <laughs> but you're here now, and you say that the poison that has mutated so many of our uh, uh, other warriors who had tried to make a break for it uh, is neutralized so is is there, surely the front door is, is heavily guarded we know of two other ways out of this place besides just the front door we came in through up behind the um, bat totems up above here there's a cave that actually leaves out to some ogre mounds they we worked with the ogres and they let us pass through there and that's how we got into the city in the first place there's another cave north um that leads in towards where um your weaponsmith lies but we haven't been that way and we're sure that i believe it's arna is still up in that area (laughs) you don't seem to be too fond of arna are you no, not particularly. He's been the one manufacturing the weapons that have been causing people like yourself so much trouble. So, on the one hand, we have a way out where friendly-ish ogres uh, have a secure way out of the city. We have another way out that is most likely guarded by the members of our society who used to be loyal, uh, strong troll citizens who are now who knows what following in the ways of this Hakar or thirdly a way out beyond the man who's been manufacturing powerful and cursed weapons those are the that's that's the decision we're looking at somehow I think we talked about this a long time ago by a long time ago I I mean an hour ago where we did 
where where we just dis- discussed the <laughs> older cave being the best option and and only agreeing to that but but now i, I think and uh, now with with the luxury of knowing that uh the priest is taken care of for the moment i believe someone else could be pumping out that gas lickety split but uh right now it ain't there right now uh not a lot of trolls in zolgarub right now is the easiest time to get out also right now is the easiest time to uh take care of the situation up north well yeah i think i mean correct me if i'm wrong omi but i think if we leave the city everything is going to they're going to put so many different guards out everything's going to be on a heightened alert we're not getting back in the city unless we're doing a full full out assault on the city would you think it'd be smart to to you know while while nobody really knows what's going on right now to to hit Arna when he least expects it? I mean, do we really want more weapons to be available to the armies here if we come back with a with an army of our own? She looks around at the rest of the trolls that are in this space with you guys and you kind of glance around following her line of vision and you see that there are, there's a substantial number of individuals in this place. The majority of them don't appear to be strong combatants. Mm. You see a group of not elderly, but like a little bit past their prime uh, individuals. You see some who are not children, but like are right on the cusp of adulthood and look a little on the scrawny side. You see probably four or five that are larger, a little bulkier as far as muscle is concerned, and are dressed in either armor or shielded or carrying a spear or some or or, a, or an axe or something along those lines. So you're like, all right, there's a couple of combatants here. And there's Omi, who you know is a spellcaster of of one flavor or another because she casts a spell magic on your cursed axe. But as she glances around and she looks back at you and she says, with the number we have here, it would be difficult to attack anywhere on our own. With the three of you, it may go our way. If we act uh, by surprise, which I think we would be because I don't think that... They would necessarily expect anything in an attack. Then again, if it's true that the poison gas was all throughout the city and now suddenly is not, that may tip them all. It's difficult well, to say. Well, that didn't help at all. We were, we were hoping. <laughs> it's up to you I guys. I mean, we keep them on the back line if we just have... Basically, we got... St- the spellcaster and two guards four or five guards that's not, uh, that's like not four bad or five. Um, I, I just worry though too if we send them into the ogre cave and we go off on our own towards Arna that may come to a situation where we can't make it back to the ogre cave entrance and so then we're stuck away from them which what are we going to do to be able to give Omi to show the ogres that they're friends right like, okay what that is that was not a situation that, that I was um, bringing up. I was I was saying, screw Arna, get the F out of here, and mm-hmm. regroup on the other side of the cave. And maybe 
go back to base camp, whatever, and come back with a literal army. Well, but here's here's the other thing, too. We have the, the element of a surprise right now. We hit their armory where it hurts. We take out their armory as best we can. I think I still got I still got a couple jugs of, of flame oil stuff. Um, I think I even have a couple kegs of fireworks and other things. I know I've got stuff. We could really do some damage to their armory, which was going to weaken them when we come back with an army. Okay, so we do that, and then we're trying to go out the north way that we that we know somehow where ex- that exists, but um, that's full of deadly spiders. Yes, exactly. All right, let's do it. All right. Ari, I would, before we go in and, um, we don't have a good decision. And, and we barely have a focus. I mean, he can, I'm not saying he's useless. I'm just saying he needs, he needs his beauty rest. But, uh, I'm not at my peak either. You are looking pretty strong. And, uh... This gas hasn't affected you at all. I would, as someone who is not affected by this gas, who is looking at these uh, kids and older folks, I'd really appreciate your opinion. What focus does your necklace do again? I like the way she thinks. My periapt of health. I'm immune to contracting any disease while I wear that pendant. If I am already affected with a disease, the effects of the disease are suppressed while I wear the pendant. Okay. My thoughts. I think we just beat the thing that would cause you to have a disease right now. I do fear sending these with the ogres. Ami, how friendly were you guys with the ogres up to this point? Did you guys interact at all? No, I had a relationship with the goblins at the lumber mill. We needed them for reconstructing the temple to Hirig, but the uh, ogres, and actually throughout troll history, very little interaction uh, with the majority of the ogres. They stick to themselves. We did our own thing. We were different people. Did, Did the ogre, Falkus, or Butch have interactions with the goblin? Do we know? Did Riznik, or whichever one it was? I don't. It was stated think or anything that. I don't think it was ever actually explicitly stated whether or not Rezik had a relationship with the ogres. He described them as being dumber than a box of hammers, which you guys were able to deduce on your own, really. But um, that was the major. That was. I think that was Here all the more said thought. about them. I think this is the perfect time if we want to do something with Arnie. This is our window of Arna. This is our window of opportunity. Otherwise, we're going to miss it. Falcus, we traded your uh, super powerful troll pendant for the necklace. Yeah. I, I Butch, thought of. Go ahead. I say, Butch, do you still have your troll pendant? Your My troll talisman? Trotsky? Yeah, your yeah, troll. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right here. I put, I put it on a. As a little decoration for, to okay. on a priest slayer. So, and I'm going to turn to Ami. We know that this, and I'm going to point to to your decoration, is just a trinket. But we possibly have convinced the trolls that it is more, or the orgers that it is more. 
I feel if we send the ogres to the cave with the necklace and the trinket, they will know that the necklace is from us. And maybe that will buy them some say with them. If you can relay that we are almost finished with our business here and we will be back to them as soon as we can, that may buy us their safety while we head north and then swing back around. Oh, what? That's a great idea. <laughs> I thought about sending the sending the periap back too. I thought about that as well because he would know. But then I also was afraid of like he'd look at the trolls and be like, "You stole us from our pink friend." That's why I think sending the trinket too because, and I'm going to turn to Ami. He needs to believe these are magic. Just let 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 it happen. It's a long story. Okay. Okay, I don't think that would be a difficult, but all right. So to be clear, the idea here is that we as a group, and points to the other trolls, are going to sneak through the territory of the Mashag Ogres, which are the ones to the south of here. Like, we know who they are. We didn't interact very much with them, but we know of them. On the word that if we say that we were sent by you, that everything will be okay, and then in the meantime, you're going to spend time in the city wreaking mar havoc without any support from us. Unless Is, am you I understanding? and those who are able to, and I'm going to kind of gesture to the able body ones, would like to come with, but I feel those who are not quite apt for fighting... And maybe the cave, we've been in the cave, there is kind of like a place you can just hang out towards the back where maybe the ogres won't come for a while if you want to. If you guys want to just hang out there while we do our stuff and we can try and meet up. But unless you and the able-bodied ones want to come with us, I feel getting those who cannot fight out might be for the best. If that plan's going to work at all, what, what Ari says with the trinket and the, and the whatever... The fighters can come with us, and everyone else can come with there. We, we just uh, let us convince, uh, talk to the smartest person of these uh, other folks, the folks that shouldn't be fighting, shouldn't be fighting, and we can send them down the cave. Oh, Omi, did you or anybody else here know about those those potential ways in and out of Azulgrub? Like the one that goes to the ogre mound, and the one that's up behind, up, up around where Arna is. I knew, uh, specifically, I knew that there was a weakness in the walls surrounding the altar to Hirik because I was in charge of rebuilding that space after the cataclysm and all the trees fell and the walls were destroyed and all the other things happened. Um, so I knew that there was a, uh, 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 a cave a cave in uh, on that wall. It wasn't ever explored by our people. We walled it off and you know, chose to leave it as is because, you know, we had larger things to think about at the time. Um, but um, I knew about that. What was the rest of your question? The one up north by by Arna, if 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 there was any knowledge of that one there. I was not aware of any other uh, cave-ins or tunnels or oh. anything else of that nature. Primarily, all the traffic in and out of the city happens through the front entrance. Because here's another thought I have, too. If we leave their non-fighters in that cave, if they 
if it becomes nightfall and the trolls come back, there was already a venom troll breaking in through the barrier that the the blockade they had up there. So they already know. I mean, we we dispatched that troll, but what's to say that there's others who may also know about that that cavern? That cavern may be compromised as far as its security and safety before the rest of their group ever even make it to the ogres. If we bring everybody with us and we as a group leave out through the north instead of splitting up might might be the safer Let thought. me ask this, Omi. This is basically our probably last chance in this city. So whatever we decide, this is it. Is there anything here that can help us fight What's the what's the bad guy's name again? <laughs> Arna. No, not Arna, the the big baddie. Arna is Hakar. this or, Yeah, or Arna's the, oh, the small dude. Jindo. Oh, Jindo. Jindo okay. is the priest, yeah. Omi, taking out Arna, I think we all agree would be a hit to this. But is there anything else here in the city that could help us against Jindo? This is our last chance. There are a number of possibilities. Uh, the Devil's Terrace, which is where the weapons laboratory is, there may be items of value, be it combat value or, or what have you, uh, stashed there, which you already know. Beyond that, in the temple of Bethek, there, the sorceress swirling power of blood magic is, as far as I can tell, anchored to the central ziggurat by way of uh, blood magic that is being channeled through the temple of Bethek. So there may be something there that could destabilize something or could affect something. It's it's difficult to say. I haven't actually had personal opportunity to explore it. In addition, all of the residential areas of the city are in the southeast. Uh, It is possible that despite the fact that the trolls leave each morning and return each evening, uh, there may be things that they have not brought with them uh, because they expected to be at a they go to a show they wouldn't bring necessarily all of their personal effects with them so it's possible that there may be some things in the residential sector of the city that there may be of, of use only these are it's your people so the decision is yours would you prefer they go down south with the trolls or with the ogres and take a chance or come up north to try and take on arna i think that the safest thing for the civilians is to go south through the ogre cave I think that the safest thing for them is to be accompanied by a guard. I think the safest thing for you is to be accompanied by a guard. So I propose that we, the first place we go after here is to the caves that lead to the ogre mound and that the majority of my warriors stay with the civilians in that cave network. They take your trinket and your assurance that the ogres are friendly and do with that what they are able then the three of you and one of my warriors and I accompany you either to Arna's laboratory uh, and if we are able to make a stop anywhere else also wonderful but I agree that that is the looming threat at the moment that sounds like the greatest idea that you know that's the best of both worlds let's get going let's march straight there and if we see anything on the way to rummage through let's do it let's go 
Butch, can you hand me your your troll fetish? Uh, I'm going to take my necklace and then I'm going to go to Ari with both of those and say, hey, do you have one of those flowers that you can pull? Because then we get like a pound, like a brick. Yes, I don't know if I have flowers. We all took flowers, but also the trolls are going to be walking through flowers on their way over there. No, it was in an offshoot cave. I'll give some flowers. Okay, I'm just thinking just to bundle it up together with the flowers, the two necklaces of peace offering. This is our peace offering slash let them know who you, you know, who you were friends Did with. Did you want to like rub it on your chest so your manly musk could be on there so they <laughs> definitely know it's uh, coming from you? I don't know if they could smell that. I'm being sarcastic because I want to go fight something. Butch is getting restless. Did, Let's head out of the cave. This is the time where the three of us. This is the time where the three of us spend four to five minutes, hour, hour and a half, deciding which way to go. And it doesn't matter in, in the slightest because we're either going to beat it or we're going to not. So we, we just, we just got it. We just got to go out of the cave. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Are you going to do the thing that? Omi said? The suggestion that I made after you guys wouldn't make a decision? Omi suggested, yes. Okay, cool. You guys do that. We'll bypass the whole climbing the rope thing because now with a bunch of people assisting, I think we're going to get there. And then, you know, the thing that I described happens where the majority of the warriors stay behind and you guys are able to bring Omi and one of the warriors along with you for the remainder of your trek through the city. Uh, What I will do at this point, because I don't want to control all these creatures by myself, is put out... uh, Shoot, where where even are they? Here they are. Are we going to hit up the uh, residential area too? Pick through a couple huts? I mean, we can take the, the upper road... And come around to the Temple of Bethek, rather than go straight across. Be probably least obvious, maybe, than out in the open, if we go straight across, but come back up the way we came past the Priest of Hithis. We can, I mean, if, if Omi's coming with us, too, we can even ask her to take a double check at the Priest of Hithis and see if our handiwork will pass. <laughs> Well, go, the thing is, we've been by the, the, the priest of Hethis, and we know what, uh, what's that direction. We, we also kind of know what's the other direction, and we know there's a bunch of guards. So better the evil that you know than the evil that you don't know, I suppose. As far as rooting around through people's houses, I, I mean, <laughs> we might find a few knives or something. It, you know, as long as you're quick about it. But uh, I, it's kind of weird going through people's I, family photos. I and think stuff. I'd leave it to Ami and and the warriors to to quickly go through the huts and find anything that's useful, um, since they uh, she's the one who said that there might be something useful there. They know what they're looking for, and they know what's going to catch their eyes. Oh, is what that. I would think. I would let them like we stand guard as they poke through the huts a little bit and try to grab some last minute items before we head across to the Temple of Bethek. Let's do this since there's no backtracking. Go back around a coil. I'm assuming the Mandorki's domain area is where the southeast huts are. Is that my directioning right? Yeah. Okay. Let's go back around the coil. Have Omi and the guards kind of poke around, see if there's anything worth it. If we head up north, we can then hit up the Temple of Bethek and then head west to hit up Devil's Terrace so we're not backtracking and then we can escape that way if we need to. Great. Yep, I agree. Follow your lead. 
Are we supposed to see anything when we click on the like Omi Agurabashi warrior? Right. So I made those. I sh- I, th- I hope I made those public correctly. Uh, but yeah. So the way I'll do this is that if you guys want to use them as, you know, they'll they'll have their own initiative in combat. If we get into combat, they'll have their own um, actions that they can do. But you know, I would really rather leave, you know, NPCs of that nature in you guys's hands, so you can do with them. You know, as like when it comes to their turn, like somebody can be like, hey, go over there and, and do something. And then they'll go over there and do that. Okay. That is different. And I like it. That's good. Okay. I'm into it. So we've got a uh, someone who could e- be equally effective as ranged or melee. And then we've got the spellcaster, who I'm really excited about. Oh, that's a lot oh, of reading. I just realized that as you guys are like opening the spells to look at them, that that's affecting. Because I was like, I didn't remember opening all these spells, so I'm closing oh. things while you guys are reading them. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yep, I was trying to read them. So she is short one third level spell slot because she hit you with the spell magic earlier today. Yes. Uh, but the rest of the spells are available for you guys to use. Can someone with any knowledge whatsoever of spellcasting um, handle that with the cantrips and the whatnot, please? I should be able to unless Falkus wants to. Not especially, but... uh, (laughs) I mean, we can share in that. There's just a lot of stuff here. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, the most that we're like, she can heal. Sacred Fire, Flames, a great cantrip, and Guiding Bolt is a really awesome spell for first level. So, cure wounds. Look at that. Yes. Oh man, if if she does nothing else but heal, she has a a couple of things. No. She also has an ability where she can, as a bonus action, expend a spell shot to cause its melee attack to magically deal an extra three d six of radiant damage. So, yeah, no, she can she, she can definitely do damage. This is a this is a powerful character. Um, but what I'm saying is. Even if all she could do is heal, this oh. is clutch because we d- don't have a healer. Uh, yeah, no, I, am, I mean, we do, but you know what I mean. Like you, you. I only have three first level spell slots left, and I'm out of second and third. Right. So, so this is pretty clutch. She can fly too. Do you look at her <laughs> items? Her cloak of the, the bat. Yep. So while wearing this cloak, you have advantage on dexterity stealth checks, and in an area of dim light or darkness, you can grip the edges of the cloak with both hands and use it to fly at a speed of 40 feet. I want this cloak! <laughs> she is not giving up this cloak, but that's that's pretty cool. While wearing the cloak in an area of dim light or darkness, you can use your action to cast polymorph on yourself, transforming into a bat. That's While you're awesome. in the form of the bat, you retain your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores. The cloak can't be used this way again until the next dawn. So all of you guys have all of this information. Marv, did you make that? No, that's a real item. Uh, all you guys have this information because what happens is you guys leave the cave, you climb the rope, you know, you, you get everybody up. You're walking around. You're keeping your eye out for zombies and trolls and, and skeletons and whatnot. You get up to the cave entrance, and all of the way, you're having a conversation with the warriors and with Omi about, all right, well, okay, tactically speaking, what are our capabilities? What do we have to work with? And she freely shares with you her whole character sheet. Sweet. All right, so I think our plan then is we got them to the cave. 
They have the stuff. Well, no, no, Barf, you said that's a real item. Yes, but yeah. did you did you make this character sheet and go, oh, that would be a cool item and that would be a cool item? Or, or is, well, is this a pre-made character? I, uh, for the most part, I think that Omi is just using the priest stat block. I don't know if I actually did very much editing to that part of it. Adding the cloak was deliberate because she is a priestess of the Batloa. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, she she's, she has a bat cape. Why would she have a bat cape? She, she gets a bat cape now. So I just tossed that on there. Um, I'm just saying it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. And I, I described it without saying what that it was a magic item or, or using any of its description when you guys saw her in the first place. And your first words were, that's a really cool transmog. <laughs> and then back in my mind, I'm going, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a brief respite or at least a brief opportunity here, and I'm going to use my second wind. I'm looking at her, her cure wound spell, but I want her to save her spell slots, so I'm going to use my second wind to heal back up a little bit. Wait a minute, do I have that? And I gain 10 hit points. I always forget that you're a fighter. Most of his levels are in fighter. He's only a little bit of a rogue. You know, and I was, that puts me back up to 49 out of 50, which is awesome. We've had this conversation before where I always think he's a rogue yep. or, or a ranger, but... Uh, one level rogue. Uh, what, what level are we now? Six. So one mm-hmm. level rogue, five level fighter, and I think I'm going to take... I think I've got one more level fighter before I take two more back in rogue. And then the rest is fighter. So it's an, it's going to end up being three rogue and the rest all fighter. I wouldn't mind using hit dice, but it, but it but it has to be a short rest, huh? That whole hour and a half of deciding what we were doing that was in a short rest. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to sit down and bang out a short rest in the cave before we get moving, um, that that sounds fine to me because you've got you guys have had like three combat encounters already so far today. I would love that as a fighter because I get a lot of my abilities back. Yeah, go for it. Short rest. So, yes. um, I have the song, so if we do a short rest, you will also get to add a D6 if you use dice. Okay. That got me to full, so. And that's 10. Wow. Yeah, that's the one that. Okay, if I had rolled a 10 before, that'd been fine. So um, I'm, I'm to full health. And remind me what. I have disadvantage on checks because of a. Yeah, like okay. acrobatics and stealth and initiative actually is an ability check. Um, stuff okay. like that. Okay. All right, so let's head around the coil again. And as we're heading, just talk with Omi. I guess if there's anything, if you and I'm going to point to the warrior, think there's anything useful down here, we can stay in guard if you guys want to go and check out the village. I think that is probably fair. Um, I've been thinking about it. After we're out of the city, where is our next destination? The only other group I'm aware of, personally, that I have a relationship with is the goblins at the venture company uh, Lumber Mill. That that sounds great. Yeah, we have a couple options. The goblins, I think, would be good. Um, I'm pretty sure we mentioned the horde when you first captured us. Did we? I don't. Re- Casey does not recall. Okay. <laughs> she would look at you, a human, and be and just the horde. Okay, interesting. It's, it's, Things have changed, is all since the last time I've been out of the city. Uh, they haven't changed. We just blend in where we need to. I can certainly appreciate that. Uh, first stops, first stop, goblins. It, also, we need to figure out what's going on with uh, your crew. 
so we, we have allies in the goblins. You also know the goblins, and we have our allies with the ogres. And I would like to find your crew, too. And I think it, if we could just decide right now that we're going to the goblins first as just a place to be, then uh, we can go, go on and go ahead. Perfect. Okay, we move onward. If we're going to, we're, we're talking about meeting back up with the goblins, right? That's what we're talking about. Like, so after they get through the cave, they, they meet up with the ogres, they leave the ogres and head towards the goblin. And if we're coming from the north and we're leaving out through the north cave, the idea is to meet back up with the goblins later. We've already left our people in the cave. We're heading towards Mondorki Domain right now is what I thought we were at. Yes. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, sorry, finish. And I thought she was just kind of asking, what's the plan after this? And so just vaguely, we're like, the goblins sound like a plan. Once we get out of here, we can decide if we want to go down and pick up her people from the ogres and head over or how we want to handle that. Okay, I do like that. I think that's probably a a smart idea because that's where we also have um, where where I left the goblin shredder. Yes. Was outside the ogre area. And we sure want our deposit back. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I do. Or maybe keep this if we can put a couple jetpacks on this thing we can fly this thing back to stormwind where are you gonna get a jetpack from <laughs> got goblins okay one i got thing- an idea we're in the middle of a jungle let's take our <laughs> robot put some jetpacks on it that we find what could go wrong i mean if we get enough natural 20s i'm sure something can happen <laughs> let's have omi and can the garabashi warrior have a name can he be like ed or tom um Todd. Job. I don't know. Job. 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 <laughs> sure. He's Jojo. originally his token was meant to represent the group of the warriors that were like in this thing. But I was like, ah, what if they use them in combat? So I'll like whip up a quick thing and I just grab the berserker stat block and put spears on it. And then went, okay. Uh, Job. Job. Ob. Perfect. Job. With a with a apostrophe. Yeah, you know it. Love it. Let me update my word. The default token. Use save changes. All right, perfect. And if anyone's listening to this who's never played D and D before, it's probably you know pertinent that that you know and understand that every group does this where they spend way too much time making a decision, and uh, yeah. So, Job is with us, and we're making our way. Here we go. I figure my plan or thought is we hang out right here by that hill that had the things that look like they maybe came down at some point in time while they go down here and just kind of scout. Okay. Any disagreement, Falcus and Butch? I like it. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, so as you guys get to that section of the coil and make the turn toward the... So it's a southerly path, but it's an incline. It goes uphill. And as you enter into this section of the city, um, you see that at the top of that hill, like Ari mentioned, there's a series of large boulders that are the size of small boulders arranged as if ready to be thrown down the slope at intruders. Uh, But you can even see from the distance, like even at the bottom of the slope, that they're covered in moss and they've, you know, appear to have been set here a long time ago and then not used uh, for some time. You're sending Omi and Job up on their own, right? Yes. All right. Yes. Let's go ahead and for starters, 
I'm going to need each of you to do something. Sweet. One of you is going to roll 2d4, and that's going to determine what's going on up here. One of you is going to roll a perception check for one of the NPCs, and I'll say the other is going to roll a stealth check for the other NPC. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to see what happens when all this comes to pass. So everybody claim a thing to do. If we all have to do a thing, I got plus five stealth. I got perception bad. Or I could just like roll the 2d4 because that's just anyone. So if you want to roll your own stealth, that means you're going up with them. That's what I was going to ask. We're, we're, using, we're using their abilities. The original instructions were that Omi and Job were going to go up the hill ahead of you guys and take a look around. Oh. And you guys are staying at the bottom of the hill. Okay. So if that's what we're doing, you're rolling on the NPC stat block. If you guys are going up yourselves, that's fine too. You'll do your own rolls. No, I I'll- misunderstood. Okay. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Um, I've got pretty decent... I've got very good perception. I would like to go up with Omi and Job and attempt to at least just watch their back. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm watching for movement, I'm seeing if there's anything coming out of the corners or anything sneaking up on us while, while they're poking around. Okay, so if you are going to assist Job on a perception check, or rather maybe he'll be assisting you, you are now able to roll perception normally. Because keep in mind, you still are rolling with disadvantage on all your stuff. Perfect. That is an 18 normal one roll. Okay. I still don't know what's up here yet, so I need one of the other two of you to roll 2d4 for me. Seven. Okay, got it. And uh, the third thing that I needed was the idea was that you guys were going up quietly just to make sure you weren't disturbing anything. Uh, does does Omi have an explicitly stated stealth score? I don't think she it does. It doesn't. She has medicine, persuasion, and but religion. Her cloak, okay. I thought, had something for stealth. Ah, she does. She has advantage yes. on stealth checks. Okay, so the way you roll stealth on a stat block where stealth is not explicitly stated is that stealth is a, dece- uh, 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 a dexterity check. So what you do on roll 20 anyway is you just go to where it says dex 10 plus zero and click on that. And she does roll with advantage because she has that cloak of the bat. So is that the 14 then? That's the 14. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Okay. So, all right. Given that you guys rolled a seven on your random encounter check and you rolled an 18 on your perception and you rolled a 14 on your stealth. All right. Beautiful. So Omi, Job, and Falkus are sneaking up quietly, Butch and Ari hanging kind of further back, making sure you're not disturbing anything. You guys glance around. Falcus, you and Job feel like you get a pretty decent glance around the space, and you can see that it is this large sort of residential area where there are all these like huts shown and there's all these like small wooden buildings and such, and there's this large fighting pit kind of in the middle of the space clearly gets regular use you also see that as you look around and you listen carefully on a seven things are pretty quiet um there's actually no encounter on a seven so on a seven or an eight there was no encounter so good on you guys for dodging something you are able to get up here quietly but as it turned out that didn't matter (laughs) because that was going to determine whether or not there was going to be a uh uh, how how the combat was going to start. But there was nothing up here to fight. Everything seems to be pretty quiet. So at this point, 
Omi waves the two of you up and you guys can come up here. Let's go ahead and, because the whole idea here was just we're going to snoop around real quick and then move on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yes. Let's go ahead and get investigation. We can do this as a group check for like all three of you can roll. Butch and Falk is rolling at disadvantage. Uh, whatever the average of this is, is going to determine what we find. So am I rolling Omi's investigation or my... Um, yeah, you know what? We'll toss we'll toss the other NPCs on there as well. Instigate, what is... Investigation is an intelligence check. <laughs> an instigation check. <laughs> how much do you push? How much do you piss them off? <laughs> so, so I rolled an 11. So Ari rolled a 12. Job, he rolled a 15. And then Omi rolled a 6. Okay. Falkus has got a 14 on the disadvantage roll. And Butch, you said you got a 11. Yeah. Disadvantage. So... On average, we got about a 12. Okay. Just want to throw this out. I decided to like put the stat blocks in front of you guys and make you guys do it. Partially because I didn't feel like doing it, but also partially because Amanda was talking about she's going to try her hand at DMing. So if that was the case, I wanted to put some NPC stat blocks in front of her and let her click around and see what it looked like. Just for fun. I like it. So on average, you rolled about, about a 12. On a 12... You guys are able to read around in these houses and you're not able to find any, like, you know, powerful magical weapons of undead troll slaying or anything like crazy like that. <laughs> uh, but you do come across a relatively substantial amount of gold. All told, uh, in coin and trinkets and whatnots, you come ba- you come out with about 100 gold pieces worth of either straight out money or things that turn into straight out money really easily at a store. You also are able to uncover a potion of superior healing. Bam! Let's give that to Falkus's pocket. <laughs> I actually looked back through my inventory and I forgot I do have a potion of, of unlimited healing, but it's somewhat limited. Um, and actually, I didn't even realize it? it was. It's got no current ticks on it. I haven't used it since the last time used I used it. Today. it. No, um, and so it's got no charges on it. And actually, I didn't even realize it required attunement, so it's attuned to me now. Wait a minute. Yeah, I've got two potions of greater healing on me. This is superior healing. This, this is one step up from that. That's pretty awesome. Uh, man, I love these like inventory things where you can like click things on and off and like subtract things and oh. add things and yeah. That reminds me, I completely forgot. I was having the same problem you were having. I got into a game on Discord and I was playing a Blade Singer wizard. And one of the things that they get is the ability to add their intelligence modifier to a couple of different things. But when I start that class ability, my character sheet stays the same. So I have to like mentally add or remember to add and do whatever. Mm. And you had the exact same problem where you were going, okay, I'm in a rage and I get a bonus to my rage damage, but, but yeah, it doesn't, show, doesn't up show up on my thing. All right, here's the thing you're going to do, Butch. Check this out. Go into your inventory, hit the manage inventory button, and in the filter, type the word rage. Okay. There should be an item called Rage Effects. Yes. Okay. Add that to your inventory and put it somewhere where, like, I personally had on my Blade Singer, I had Blade Song changes my armor class, Mage Armor changes my armor class, uh, wearing a shield because I'm a, I'm a first level fighter in addition to being a wizard. Uh, that changes my armor class. I had all these different things that changed my armor class. So I grabbed a bag, like a random sack and put all these different 
magic items, quote unquote magic items, into that bag that were just things that mess with my stats. Whenever you equip that homebrew magic item that I made, the rage effects. Oh, it's homebrew. Okay. It, well, yeah, I, I just made it up. <laughs> I was just about to text my other my barbarian friend, going, "Yo!" <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, but like, it's a it's a magic item, quote unquote. Okay. But when you equip it, it changes your character sheet to reflect all of the things that happen when you rage. Oh, dude, that that's awesome okay so it's called see that's okay so we're getting to the point where um using like different bags and stuff actually makes sense because i haven't been using like like we've got like a, a backpack for example and i've just been putting everything into my regular inventory but but now like there's a lot <laughs> so yeah you could have like a food bag You'd have a tools bag. You'd have like a bag for like messing with your character sheet, like this rage effects button. It does plus two on all your strength weapons. It puts your mm. your damage resistances to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage in your resistances box. Not that it makes a huge difference. It puts your advantage on screen for acrobatics, not acrobatics, athletics checks, strength checks, strength saving throws. Like you get advantage on all that crap when you're raging. It puts it on your sheet so that just in case you happen to have forgotten it, you remember it. But the biggest thing is that when you roll damage while that's equipped, it will include the extra damage. Dude, that blows my mind. Wow. Thank you. I needed to do it because like the, the fucking Blade Singer, it's bananas. My armor class is 13 because I'm unarmored, but I have a plus three to my decks. So that's 10 plus three. But when I put mage armor on, that's 16. And then when I do Blade Song, that's 19. And then when I cast the Shield spell, that's 24. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. am I supposed to remember all that? Right. No. Come on now. I'm literally texting my uh, my other group right now going, yo, this is a thing we can do <laughs> because this is a problem. We, we got to, you know, for barbarians who use this tool. Or, or The only problem with it is that it doesn't scale. So when you level up and your rage bonus becomes plus three... I have to go in and edit it. the item. But that's easy enough to do. I'll just... Whenever I give you guys a level up, I'll double check to make sure if anything changes. duplicate the item and make a rage plus one, a rage plus two, a rage plus three item. Yeah, I can do that. Actually. So you just unequip the one and re-equip the new one. So you don't have to change the one if you're using it on another character. Yeah, that's a good idea. Great. That's... that's that's Wow, dude. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I'm sorry, I meant to bring that up earlier. And I completely forgot. Well, we haven't fought today. I mean, this physical day. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I will finish that text later. I'm just really excited about it. Uh, so it's, it is it is in my inventory, and I will equip it when I pop rage. Yep, exactly right. Cool. All right. So, up a little bit of pocket money. So we're just going to add like 33 gold if you want to split it that's cool if you guys want to have a community pot that's cool too whatever you want to do nah 33 sounds good let's ha- let cool. Falcus have the 34 he put the deposit Why, down thanks shredder i still vote Falcus takes the healing because you just have the reusable healing pot uh okay that's fine because i have two do you as have well any other ones i let's see inventory um i got the potion of unlimited healing and i've got my own second wind so then i'm going to be adding what was this again? Potion of superior healing. 
Got it. But as you look around, you are actually not sure that there's anything else really of value here. And you're like, all right, well, I mean, they, they, they come home and they sleep and then they go back out and they fight again. So, like, there's really not a whole lot to find here. Not a big deal. Happy to have checked. You guys looking to move on? Yes. This could have been a combat encounter. Just saying. Making quick haste over to the Temple of Bathek. Okay. So. Hoping for a panther mount. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had an idea and she and I talked a little bit about it. I did have an idea for how to do a wow mount. There is a spell called Find Steed that paladins get. It's way too strong. We're not doing that. But it did inspire some things. So I think that probably by the time you guys get to like a big city and can talk to some like big time trainers or something, we might we might be like issuing out mounts. I think nice. that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be a good time. You guys make your way north away from Mandakir's domain. Uh, the residential, what is now the residential area of Zulgarub, past the area where you slayed the priest of Hethes. I feel like, did you say something to Omi about this section? Did you want to stop here for anything? I thought to at least have ask her, like, um, do you mind just taking a quick glance in there and giving us your vote of approval on whether or not it looks legit or could be conceived as legit? She walks in and takes a look around. She sees that the dagger is sticking out of him and that he's laying out like sort of spread spread arms uh, on a table uh, and goes, it looks pretty straightforward to me. All right. All right, let's keep moving. Um, I would definitely be at this point, we haven't been beyond this location. I, I definitely at this point, if we're moving past the Cache of Madness, I would definitely be if anything, taking point and, and keeping an eye out for any patrols or other zombies, skeletons, you name it, anything that might be along this pathway here that we haven't seen yet or that we haven't been this way yet. All right, let's go ahead and get a perception check with disadvantage. <laughs> How about a 21? And that's my disadvantage roll. So, wow. <laughs> 21's pretty good. As you get a little north of the Cache of Madness and you're able to see around the central ziggurat where, again, you can still see that there's this slowly churning vortex of red magic that is anchored at the ziggurat and goes up and funnels outward toward the sky. You turn that corner and you can see past and you see that the waterway that surrounds the central ziggurat in Zulgarub has been connected to the Temple of Bethek, and it appears that there is a combination of water and a red swirling sort of power that follows the water that is coming out from that temple and down into the main body of water uh, around the, the, the central pyramid. You can see beyond that the very entrance area to the devil's terrace is uh, it's it's kind of narrow and slopes upward before it widens and where it widens like you can't see beyond that point because of the way the slope is and the way the, the, the hills are and the rocks are but you can see that there is this weird discoloration first of all to the ground and like the grass seems to be almost burnt off um, it's all kind of 
you know, like the sudden change in 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 texture between the human encampment and the undead encampment in Warcraft Three. How like right around the necropolis, like everything is like all tarnished and dark looking, similar to that almost. And you can faintly at this distance, and you can tell just based on the fact that you rolled a twenty one, and the fact that you have you know those that that elven nose of yours, you can smell on the air the scent of. It's hard to describe. It's like earth and fire rolled together. And you think about it and you go, oh, well, I've seen dwarves and such. That smells almost like a forge. All right, so that that makes sense. And you can quietly hear the bang, bang, bang of metal on metal coming from that section. So you know there's activity there. It's active right now. You, You don't see any patrols or anything of that nature between here and the temple. You do see that there are one of each, an undead troll and a skeletal troll, uh, kind of milling about near the entrance to the Devil's Terrace. They don't seem to be paying a whole lot of attention at the moment. If you're careful, you might be able to sneak to the Temple of Bethek without drawing their attention, considering you are still a relatively small party. But really, the choice is yours. What would you guys like to do? Keep going. Yeah, I'll relay this information. I said we should definitely just proceed uh, with caution and stealth to sneak into the Temple of Bethek and not get the attention of the zombies over there, skeletal zombies, whatever, at the entrance of the Devil's Terrace. Okay. You guys start to make your way forward. Let's get a same deal. We're going to get a group stealth check from everybody. On it. Assuming this check is a disadvantage, I rolled 22. That's great. My disadvantage was a 15. Ari rolled a 23, Omi rolled a 12, and Joe rolled a 1. Okay. The 1 could make this rough for you guys. We'll see where we go. Okay, if I'm calculating this right, you guys rolled about an average of a 15, a little less than 15. As you are sneaking, you can hear the, you can hear Job clanking slightly where his spear is bapping against his shield and he's more focused on trying not to kick rocks than he is making sure that his equipment isn't making noise. And as you turn and you look and you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, and you sneak forward. And then you, as you around the corner of like the wall around the temple, you glance back and you see that the undead creatures are not noticing this because undead creatures have a relatively low passive perception and the average of a 15 beat that out. So you guys are okay. Again, another potential combat encounter that I'm not going to be able to use to eat up time in this adventuring day. We're going to move forward. Still going to have to face him when we get to the Devil's Terrace, but as of right now, we're ignoring him. Sure, fair deal. You are able to climb the steps toward the temple. And the doorway is opened. And as you glance in, you find yourselves in your surprise. It's like a little bit of a larger space than you would have initially anticipated because I didn't feel like using the weirdly layered bridge style climb down it temple that they have in Warcraft. So I Mm. have decided to completely redesign this space. Uh, if I can place this here, you guys should not be able to see anything yet. I understand that. Give me one moment. It is a relatively large map, so it may take a moment to load correctly. 
It is large. I can just tell by the amount of scrolling. Hey, there we go. Okay, so anytime as we're playing this that you guys see these statues of seahorses, that is a panther. Okay. Okay, seahorse equal panther. Okay, from now on. Anytime that there is lighting available for you guys to see by, it is from torches that hang on the walls that flicker like fire, but glow a little bit of a blue hue, clearly magical, like a like a little blue flame flickering on these little torches that are hanging on these sconces on the walls. You you quietly enter into this place through this door that you find that was unlocked, and you're in a small rectangular room. You are uh, you're able to look around and you're able to see that there are like gold colored um, bricks that make up the majority of the walls. They're very plain stone tiles along the floor. You see that the torches are hanging on the walls, flickering with that strange blue color. And in the middle of the room, you see this statue of this massive panther. Artist took great pains to make sure that this panther is highly detailed. There's, It's like an artist's depiction of powerful musculature and fierce intelligence. Beneath it, you see the words... Temple to Bethek, Queen of Panthers. On the far side of the room is a closed door. It's a little bit dark in here. Y'all think I should, uh, not, y'all think I should, uh, take care of that? Oh, you should be able to see. Okay, we got a little bit of an issue here. There should be lighting. I I see the whole room's lit up. Oh, I don't. I've got night vision. Yeah, so Dark I vision. mean, I mean, I can, I can see. Should be bright light. There we go. Yeah, I couldn't even okay. see butcher focus. Yeah, there, there we go. Bright light. That's the weirdest thing. Like I click into your vision, you should be able to see. Oh, now you can see. No, I can. It's 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 like two light sconches lit up at the back of the room. Just okay. Yeah, that that's that's correct. You should be able to see that. Okay, when I like, I can. There's a key code. There's a key command for looking at what you can actually see. And when I clicked on your thing, you were like blackness. There was like nothing there, and that confused me. So I don't know what fixed it, but it's fixed. Okay, it's fixed. So the door is right here. Yes. Okay. It's funny that you say that because I'm looking. I'm like, I see the room quite clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I the see. Elf. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the door. <sighs> All right. Well, Omi, you reckon there's a lot of traps in here? It, like moving forward, like what, what what kind of things do you think we can expect? You ever been here before? The temple to Pathek is not typically trapped. Um, there are. It's a. It's a little larger than it looks like from the outside, but it's not been. Uh, not like that. It's it's um, it has a large central area. Um, the farthest back area is where any of the priests or worshippers have living quarters, um, and there is a section below the main section, but there, it's operated by um, like a lift in the center of the main chamber. Were you here when all the blood magics? started coming out from 
the temple here because I just would think that if this is if this is what's f- feeding the ziggurat, they might have increased. Well, first of all, the fences, but maybe also the traps. No, I, I haven't been here since that happened. We should still probably proceed with with caution. Proceed with caution. Anyone with good perception, we need to be like like really looking. Like I I do want to move forward, but like let's uh keep our ears wide open. Okay. Does anybody in our group have guidance? Because is guidance a cantrip? No. It's a cantrip. It's a cleric cantrip. Omi might have it. Let's check that character sheet. And she does not. Okay, I just asked just because I'm going to be constantly rolling with disadvantage, so. Mm-hmm. For the next day and a half. So it's let's. Good thing let, I have all those plus sixes and plus eights on things. Let's uh, let's let's go. Okay. You right. guys check and see that the door actually is unlocked. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be taking point for the foreseeable f- future, especially in here. Okay, so we okay. open the door. It's unlocked. Mm-hmm. It's like a large sort of heavy iron door and it opens easily. You find yourself overlooking a really large chamber. You're on a balcony right now, about 20 feet up off the ground and on the ceiling reflecting on the, the way the lighting is, you can see depictions of panthers and trolls hunting together, sort of etched in this thin silvery material that reflects the blue light from the torches Uh, almost like the same way that constellations would be depicted. It's actually very beautiful. On the floor, 20 feet below, it's covered in what looks to be a couple inches of water, which has been tainted this reddish kind of color. In the middle of the room, you probably should be able to see, just double-checking your vision. Yeah, okay, there's plenty of light in here to tell. Um, You should be able to see that there is a dry platform which is surrounded by four small, I say small, four pillars. The pillars themselves rise from the water level up about halfway to the ceiling, and the ceiling is about 40 feet up off the ground, so the pillars themselves are like 20 feet tall. Um, At the very top of each pillar is a glowing blue stone, which shines with like a magical energy. Magic stones. Excuse me, a glowing should be green yeah as I look at the map it's green I don't know why I wrote blue it's green glowing green stone the magic from the stones seems to permeate the pillars and runs almost all the way down but you see that the light from the magic from the pillars suddenly stops right around at the 9 or 10 foot mark and the glow suddenly stops there and the remainder of the pillar from that point down to the water level is dark so you guys are oriented just for the point of view of the listeners you guys are oriented in a room at the very southernmost part Um, you look around the room and you can see that there is a closed door to your left on the same level as you and then there's a stairway that goes down and there is on the very northernmost wall you can see a closed heavy looking metal double door Um, and then on the eastern wall there is a stairway that goes up to a closed door And also on the eastern wall, a little bit further south, uh, not all that far away from where you guys are now, is a doorway that is open.
refugees secreted away, and temporarily up to party members. Our heroes have entered the Temple of Bethek in northern Zulgarub, possibly the source of a lot of the corruptive influence over Stranglethorn. What dangers will they find in this mysterious new place? How will their new allies fare in this dungeon? We'll have to wait until next time to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.